0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sober's Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and I want to read a really short article for you guys that is encouraging to everyone in the recovery community. Um, This is from theconversation.com, and it's written by Dominic Conroy of the University of East London. The article is entitled, Why Young People Are Drinking Less and What Old Drinkers Can Learn from Them. Young people are drinking less than ever before. Some reading this will be able to recall the 1990s, the decade of peak alcohol, when drinking was a key part of life for young people. The decade saw the rise of pub and club culture, public displays of drunkenness by young adults and the arrival of new kinds of alcoholic drinks you can buy. Alcohol pops anyone? Flash forward to 2020, and the picture is very different. A range of studies from countries where drinking is a big part of the culture confirms a sharp decline in alcohol consumption among young people. Research in Sweden, for example, shows a decline across all types of consumption, from the heaviest to the lightest drinkers. Similarly, rates of binge drinking has gone down, and people defining themselves as non-drinkers has increased. There may be significant health benefits to this change in behavior. Excessive alcohol consumption is the cause of a number of chronic diseases and bad drinking habits are often created between the ages of 16 and 25. So there's a lot to be learned from the young people who typify how drinking culture appears to be changing. There are many reasons for the change which I have recently brought together in a new book with my colleague Fiona Mesham. Economic factors including a wider climate of constant and obsturity may impinge the time and money young people have available to spend on alcohol. Young people may also be more aware of alcohol health risk. But changes in drinking behavior may be just one part of broader changes in today's superconnected youth culture. For example, online technology has made friends and family now instantly accessible via social media and smartphones, and the once central role of pubs and clubs for initiating and consolidating social networks appears to have changed. The decline could also simply be a redressing of the balance that began with the surge in alcohol's popularity during the 1990s. It is unclear what the definitive reason is for the change that has taken place, but there is still plenty to learn from these changes in terms of how to encourage others to adopt healthier drinking patterns. Pros and Cons of Not Drinking Choosing not to drink alcohol can have implications of people's social lives. I carried out a study surveying 500 UK university students who were alcohol drinkers, but who were asked about whether they had recently not drink alcohol on social occasions where their peers were drinking. Nearly half, 44% of the students reported having socialized without drinking alcohol and reported benefits including higher self-esteem and feeling more productive in life. The main downsides were concerns that not drinking might limit their social lives and fear of missing out. The high proportion of students who had abstained from social drinking in the previous week while in the company of alcohol consuming friends suggests that going dry while socializing may be more widespread among young adults who do regularly consume alcohol than is typically acknowledged in popular culture. Not drinking has gained cultural visibility in recent years with the rise of phenomena like Dry January. But questions circle arise, these questions. But questions circle around these initiatives. There is recent limited evidence that these events translate into longer term moderate drinking and whether or not they target those in the most need of curbing their alcohol consumption is also open to question. So it seems we're still some way off harnessing non-drinking as a way to promote moderate alcohol consumption over a sustained period beating the stigma. One of the biggest roadblocks to encouraging young people to drink less is the stigma there still is around not drinking or even drinking in moderation. Many studies point to this, particularly among students. In one study I worked on, interviewers have spoken of experiencing peer pressure to drink, and if they don't drink alcohol, feeling like they don't belong or even excluded another study suggests that male non-drinkers may face a double whammy of stigma their decision to not drink clashes with expectations of both a young person where drinking the excess demonstrates living life to the full and gender role specific expectations being told why are you not having a drink man up Nonetheless, we can expect to see a growth in tolerance towards different drinking behavior as more people decide to drink less. This may unlock all sorts of possibilities when it comes to promoting moderate drinking across the population at large. The rise in interest in drink free challenges, for example, and healthier lifestyles more generally suggests the cultural climate is ripe for putting non drinking. Center stage and public promotion materials. Also, the emergence of sober spaces in young adult social environments is significant. For example, the rise of cafe culture increased demand for living accommodations where alcohol use is prohibited and activities like sober raves and the conscious clubbing movement. Pubs and clubs are no longer the go-to space for people to socialize thanks to diverse cultural factors, including an increased number of young people who do not drink and the increased susceptibility of non-drinking as a social option. Understanding these changes is an ongoing process, but shifts in how Alcohol is viewed by young adults shows that excessive drinking doesn't have to be the default way of socializing, and perhaps we can all have a healthier relationship with booze. Dominic Conroy is a lecturer in psychology, University of East London. Um, Dominic Conroy received funding from the Economic and Social Research Council, the S.S the ESRC for his PhD research in 2011 and 2014. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just a really quick in and out article. Um, and this is really encouraging because we can take the social cues from the younger generation who don't really fear the stigma of not drinking in public. You know, when I grew up, it was like kind of like the end thing to do. Like you was kind of like a weirdo if you didn't partake in the social event of getting drunk or partying to, you know, you, you know, you hit rock bottom or you totally went crazy. Like the whole goal of going out was to drink till you blacked out and was unconscious. It was rare that people promoted you just moderately drinking. I mean, you had this environment where everyone promotes shots, shots, shots. You go out. The bartenders is giving you shots. Everyone is promoting this. Um, And um, literally, it just totally was the culture. And it gives me hope now, being on the front line of the sobriety movement, to see that you know, the people that's usually really receptive are are the younger generations. It makes me think of my nieces and nephews who I speak to. It's like, they're not into alcohol. It's not necessarily a thing that these young kids like to do. You don't necessarily see it in all the environments. It's not part of the social norm anymore. And that gives me a lot of hope and You know, there's so many benefits to living um, a sober lifestyle, as we documented in um, many cases on the podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is just another reason why sober is dope. Why the trend is changing? The sober trend is changing. Um, I'm so excited about the, the resurgence of sober cafes and clubs and lounges, and I am really happy. And kudos. To the next generation, to the young generation, who's taking the steps to depopularize the um, the the whole drinking movement, and you know, kind of like ending the stigma of that drinking is cool, because it's really not. And you see too many cases where drinking leads to other gateway drugs and harder drugs, and and then next thing you know, is it leads into. Cocaine, and then that could lead into pills, and then the pills could lead into fentanyl, heroin, and it, it's just a nasty cycle. And if we can get to the next generation before this becomes a problem, then we're successful. So I'm very excited. Um, I want to thank Conversation Starter and the University of East London on this article. Um, And ladies and gentlemen, this is just a Conversation Starter. You know, reach out to your nieces and nephews, your kids, your neighbors, and, you know, talk to them about drinking. Let them know that it's cool not to drink. You know, let's set a new trend and put alcohol in the back burner because at this point, it's kind of played out. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. You're listening to a quick nugget On the Sober is Dope podcast. I'll catch you guys on the other side.